and welcome to This Week in Engineering, brought to you by Engineering.com. I'm getting my news on. A Florida funeral home has begun offering a new, environmentally friendly alternative to traditional cremation, which uses a great deal of energy and causes carbon and mercury emissions. Instead of being burned, remains are dissolved in a pressurized, heated, alkaline water solution of potassium hydroxide in a process that takes about three hours. The resulting liquid can then be disposed of in a regular sewage system, while the bones remain and are pulverized into ash. As an engineer who prizes efficiency, this is the kind of story that I can appreciate, even as it haunts my nightmares until I wake screaming in a cold sweat. British researchers are considering a plan to curb global warming by simulating the effect of a volcanic eruption, distributing sulfates and other aerosols into the upper atmosphere where it will reflect solar energy before it can warm the planet. The plan is to send up a balloon 650 feet in diameter attached to a hose 12 miles long and to pump the aerosols through it. But before deploying the full system, the team will test the feasibility of the system by deploying a scaled-down version and pump water into the air. The British government is putting more than $2.5 million into the project, with the Royal Society backing it. Of course, Britain is known for their wacky, crazy government-sponsored experiments like Australia or America, or just having a monarchy. <laughs> Those crazy Brits. <laughs> Cars fueled by newspapers. Researchers at Tulane University have discovered a strain of Clostridia bacteria, TU-103, that can break down the cellulose in old newspapers and produce butanol, a substance that can be substituted for gasoline. The strain is naturally occurring, as opposed to genetically engineered, and it can grow in the presence of oxygen, meaning it can be put to work without airtight containers. Converting newspapers into butanol biofuel is a great use of a waste product that is virtually everywhere, or would be if anybody read newspapers anymore. See, suddenly my idea for making solar panels out of video cassette tapes ain't so crazy. A hundred dollar holographic microscope. UCLA researchers have built a holographic microscope for detecting bacteria for around a C-note. Instead of expensive optics, the device uses digital photosensors like the ones found in smartphones and small digital cameras. The microscope has two modes of operation, transmission for sending laser light through translucent material and reflection, which generates a 3D holographic map of an opaque surface. The researchers are touting the microscope as an inexpensive way to detect dangerous bacteria like E. coli in water or food. Yes, but it's still more expensive than our current technique. Feed it to the poor people and see if they complain. Scientists with a joint NASA Department of Energy project believe that future space colonists will need suitcase-sized compact uranium fission reactors, and they are aiming to build a working demo sometime next year. The space unit would not require large cooling towers, but would be able to generate roughly 40 kilowatts of electricity from the heat generated by splitting uranium atoms. Of course, reducing the nuclear reactor to the size of a suitcase is necessary for space missions primarily for cost reasons. Because if your nuclear reactor is a carry-on, you can avoid a lot of checked bag fees. Such a ripoff.
UCLA researchers have created the first prototype stretchable organic light emitting diode displays by combining carbon nanotubes, which are stretchable, with a liquid polymer that becomes solid but remains stretchable when exposed to ultraviolet light. The prototype emits a blue light even when it is stretched by up to 45%. I like the idea of a stretchable screen because I want to be able to pay for a cheaper standard deaf screen and through brute force stretch it into a widescreen. Well that was this week in engineering. Now get back to work.